How do you start a podcast? I know exactly how. This time, we're going to start off by asking a, a Wisconsin question. All right. All right. I am from Wisconsin. You are from Wisconsin. I am from Wisconsin. And I think we're, we might have different answers for this, but I saw a great question on online somewhere. I can't remember if it was Facebook or Twitter or whatever. But the question was, what does up north mean? Like, what, what is up north? Can you phrase, are you phrasing the question correctly? No, it's more so like, where does up north start for you? No, no, no. Are you phrasing the question correctly? Are you at, is it, where is up north or where is up north there? Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I should have, I should have worded it like that. I just want to know because your, the way that you've said up north already tells me what your answer is. What? Uh, Only a little bit. Only a little bit. Yeah, you're going up north. Up north. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I have. I've. I feel like I have a pretty decent definition for it. Do you, Do you want to hear my answer, or do you just yeah. want to give yours? No, you can. I want to hear yours, and then I, and then we'll we'll chat about it. Um, there. Uh, my friend, uh, my best man, uh, his wife's grandparents. Okay. Have uh, a cabin. About 45 miles north of Green Bay. Okay. I forget what city it's in. Or city, quote, sure. I'm saying yeah. quotes. I got you. <laughs> um, that, that's up up north for me. Now that I've been in Manitowoc so long, sometimes I kind of feel like Green Bay is up north. <laughs> so I've, I, I saw somebody's definition, and this is, I feel like, what my definition would be, is Highway 29 that crosses the state. Sure. Right? It goes from like I think Green Bay to Eau Claire. Sure. I think it ends there. Sure. Anything north of that is up north. Why? Because I feel like when you're north of that, now you're getting into like those really small towns where like they might not even have a grocery store and like you're starting to lose cell service. Like that for me, I feel like is a good indicator. Because south of there, like I don't consider like like I guess Oshkosh or like Foshkosh or like you know like I don't consider it like Eau Claire up north at least for me I would think that's more west right so like north of 29 you start to get inside those small towns where like like people that live there either live there or you don't live there and you just your summer home it's sort like of thing. the the number of like bars per capita is exactly. larger than population per exactly capita. <laughs> yeah like where where you have to bring your food there because you're not sure if there's going to be a grocery store within a 45 minute drive of where you're at i feel like that's when you start to get north of 29 that's where like there's just it's just trees everywhere, secluded lakes, losing cell service. That for me is up north. So like anything south there, like it's just a cabin. How or a lake? Home. How far west do you have to get before you're no longer up north? I see. I feel like you know okay. So like I feel like Eau Claire is a good point. So like if you're north of Eau Claire. Are you talking west? I'm talking like because for me, like okay. north up north is northeast. Hmm. 
And oh. I don't really consider up north to be northwest because then you're getting too close to Minnesota. Once you get too close to Minnesota, you're no longer up north. You're kind of going towards Minnesota. And it's not like, oh, well, the UP is up there. I don't care if the UP is part of Michigan. Mm. Because let's be honest, if Wisconsin wanted Michigan, we could send the militia up there for like five seconds. Yeah, we could just take it from them. (laughs) I don't even think regular Michigan wants the UP. I feel like like that's a thing. And I feel like the UP doesn't really want to be a part of Michigan. Probably we, not. we should have a youper on here sometime and ask. We him. should. If you're a youper, please email us at humblyspeakingpod at gmail.com. <laughs> that was a great transition. It, it really was. Into like it really was. Talking about our podcast. If right. I can remember at the end, we'll be good. I'll pretend right. it perfectly. Yeah. Um, how you been, John? It's been the three weeks? Yeah, it has been. It's, it's been good three weeks. It's been, it's been great. You know, parish picnic is this weekend. So you're not even going to it. I know I'm not. I'm going up north. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming full circle, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, go- I'm going up north to Warehouser. I feel like this is another thing, too. If you don't know <laughs> this city name or town name, because Warehouser is not a city. If you don't know the town name, it's probably up north. And if you do know the town name, it's probably not. I was just going to ask you if you were playing a joke on me. If this was like I Warehouser was, was a setup to a joke. No, it's not. It's a real thing. It's not. It's a real thing. Warehouser is okay. a real place. It's I believe a, you. And it's like, okay, you, you've you been to Shatek. Yeah, dude. It's like, you know, like the next, like when you're driving from Eau Claire, like north, it's mm-hmm. like Shatek, And then it's like, oh, like Warehouser. Oh, sure. Okay. Is a little further north from okay. there. Okay. Yeah, my aunt and uncle live there, so we're heading there for the weekend, getting some lake timing and pontooning and just living the lake life, man. Yep. Yeah, uh, parish picnic should be great. Lots of, I mean, there's lots of yeah. events. I think definitely this... go though. Like, I, I feel bad that I can't, but like, this is the only weekend that worked out for everybody. Episode's but... gonna be out before the parish Def- picnic. Yeah, so if you listen be. to this, and it's still the week that it came out, the parish picnic is this weekend. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Fish boil. Fish on boil Friday. Which... It's not as good as a fish fry, but you know, you know it's, it's, it to it's you. a good cause. Yeah, it's going to the parish. Yeah, and then uh, uh, dueling pianos, Ron Colley band, family feud on Saturday, lots of tournaments on Saturday. Yeah, I'm running a 5K Saturday morning. First Dude, 5K awesome. I've ever ran. I'm really excited. I've been yeah. training for months. I know you have been, and I'm gonna. I saw you one day. Guarantee, I'm gonna throw up everywhere. Guarantee. Please don't. I don't think you I'm, will. I think it'd be fun. Do you like my stomach is awful. Like, my esophagus, I think we talked about this. My esophagus, like, the muscle that, like, goes from your esophagus to your stomach. Yeah. There's a muscle that keeps it closed. Yep. And mine doesn't do that. It doesn't close. Wide open. Yeah, just, like, don't eat anything for, like, maybe a right. solid Right, so if I take, before, like, my medicine, yeah. it should be good. Yeah. No, I think it'll be fine. But I'm a little terrified. That's understandable. But yeah, no, parish picnic this, this weekend. It'll be great. It'll be fun. Um, you know, I'm sure there's volunteer opportunities still available if you feel called to doing that. For sure. Yeah. So today was also voting day. It was, um, yeah. Did you vote, John? Of course I did. Um, I don't, I'm not wearing my sticker, though. I wanted to yell about that. Not yell, but I went to vote. I was I was there five minutes after the polls opened because I'm a good American and I needed to drive to work. Um, you got there earlier. Man. I got a 705. Nice. Uh. So I was at the polling place, I voted, and I put in my ballot, and I'm looking for the stickers, and there's no stickers. No. I'm like, does this count? 
I don't if think I'm not counts. wearing the sticker? I don't think the vote counts anymore, man. <laughs> There's like two levels to it counting. You've got to wear the sticker, and yeah. then if you're silly enough to have social media, no offense, um, you 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 need to post that you have the sticker. Yeah, if you don't post Otherwise, it, I the don't vote, you. I think the vote cancels. I think that was the whole, there's all this like yeah. stuff about voting systems in 2020. I think yeah. it was because not enough people posted on social media. I think that if people wore their stickers, it wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> we spent, <laughs> uh, Man, we so I was, a um, rabbit hole if we did. Yeah, yeah, we're not even, um, no. so I was listening to, um, you, you know, when I was a, when I was a kid, a teenager, I was really into punk. Were you? Punk rock. Were you like a Bowling for Soup fan? Eh. Yeah, I, I definitely liked Bowling They were, uh, Soup. what, Stacy's mom? No. No, they're, uh. Yes, they were. 1985. 1985? They weren't, they weren't Stacy's mom. Who did Stacy's mom? Elena, was it? I feel mm-hmm. like Roger might know. You want to oh, pop in Dino. for just a second? Oh, sorry, we, should, we, uh, should we quickly introduce our guest? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah, this is a good way to Yeah, do. go ahead. I'll, I'll go back to what yeah. I was going to talk about. It's fine. No, but I feel like he can help. No, this is great. Yeah, this is really great. Yeah. Yeah, so we have Roger Bondi. Is it Bondi, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm pronouncing yeah. that right. Okay. Yep. I, I, I didn't want to say Bond because I was like, I don't think it's James Bond, Like, but Roger Bondi's with us. Pleasure to <laughs> Bond, have you on. Bondi. <laughs> oh, Roger Bondi. Uh, the funny thing is I can't remember the name of the band. It's, oh, man. It's, it's either uh, it's either the All-American Rejects. No, no that's no, that's bad. not it. But I, um, I, I, you know, like I have hit. them saved on my phone. My yeah. phone isn't here. They're like a one hit, though. I feel like these the people that sang Stacy's mom. No, they're not. I don't. I think they've they actually got five or big. six really good yeah. songs because I've got. I looked them up and I just pulled me. pulled everything. Are you gonna look this up? I, I feel like I feel like yeah. we feel. I think you have to. I was a big Bowling for Soup fan, and when I say fan, I knew like I had like their albums, but I didn't like listen to them. I feel like it was like the the thing that want to be cool middle schoolers did back in the day so i just i got the blind pursuit fountains of wayne fountain right. yeah yep <laughs> that's it um anyway so big fan pop punk yeah uh punk pop punk whatever i was a big fan of what what i it was lovingly being called emo pop now or emo punk now which i took yeah. mild offense to <laughs> uh <laughs> so <laughs> like they're Okay, you can keep going. But so you know, um, you know, I I've been a big fan of, of punk for a long time, and sure. uh, one of my favorite bands of all time is Paramore. Sure. Love Paramore. Yeah. Um, I think they're great. Fall Out Boy, Panic yeah. at the Disco. Those are like the three great. quintessential 2010. Yeah, emo kid, whatever. <laughs> Except there wasn't an emo kid. No, I, I feel wore, like it was. I feel like that wasn't that emo. I wore polos to school. Okay. <laughs> It wasn't an emo kid. And you didn't wear eyeliner. I did not. Okay, yeah. No, I was not Pete wore. Wentz in no. 2009. <laughs> um, so the lead singer of Paramore, Haley Williams, as every teenage boy did at the time, huge mm-hmm. crush on Haley Williams, love Haley Williams. Um, and she came out with some solo stuff uh, around the pandemic mm-hmm. area. Okay. And it, it was good. I've been, I've been waiting for her to drop a solo album for a long, for a long time. Yeah. And... Um, her her solo stuff is is super raw and super emotional and the lyrics like really hit you really yeah. hard and <clears throat> of course it came out during like the pandemic so that's when she wrote the two album well 
wrote them around that time, perform, recorded them during that time. And um, she was on a podcast, I think it was like 2021, talking about um, talking about some of the, the mental health issues that she had gone through mm-hmm. via like divorce and being overworked and um, the pandemic and just being a public figure mm-hmm. um, and trying to like find her comfort zone. Um, and I'm not like this big, you know, I, I think mental health is definitely important. I think yeah, it's definitely. exacerbated by a lot of things, mm-hmm. social media, all that kind of jazz. And the readings from two weeks ago, two weeks Sunday, um, was from the Book of Wisdom. Yeah. The Book of Wisdom, um, where I think the Book of Wisdom is attributed to Solomon. Yeah. It, um, yeah. Vanity of vanities, yep. says Koalath. Yeah. All is vanity. And th- when I heard that reading uh, the first time, Bible in a Year podcast, Father Mike Schmitz. Again, if, got, you, yeah, again. <laughs> if you haven't listened to Bible in a Year of Father Mike Schmitz, pause this, listen to the Bible in a Year. <laughs> and then come back. And then come back. Yeah. And we're glad you're back. Uh, so it it is weird to hear vanity of vanities because we when we think vanity, we think, you know, probably a Marilyn Monroe right. type figure in front of the mirror, like, mm-hmm. you know, that song, You're So Vain, right? Right. Um, which is a <laughs> great song. Um, the the word vain in in that context is attributed to wind, is fleeting. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of hearing a lot of these parallels with this interview with, with Haley Williams. And I think a lot of our young people go through mental health issues or, you know, bouts of depression or bouts of just feeling sad. Right. Um, of course. And I've, I think I've said this before in a podcast, like your feelings are valid. Definitely. Like it, if you're sad, God made you to be able to be sad. You could be sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when we're in those hard places, and I've been in those hard places and I'm sure you have. And, um, and our guest to uh, oh, yeah. Roger, when, when, we, when I'm sure we're going to get into a lot of that. Um, it's it's easy to focus on this idea that everything good that I have is vanity, is fleeting. Mm. The thing, my home, right? I can't take with me. My car, I can't take with me. With me, my cat is gonna die someday. Um, my computer, my all these like good things I have in my life, my job, you know, it, it it can all be taken away from me. It's fleeting, and it's very easy to get into a rut thinking about how yeah I have all these good things, but like. They'd just be taken away from me. Right. It's it's it it could just be gone. It's mm-hmm. fleeting. Um, but how good is it that Solomon doesn't say these good things are vanity? He says all is vanity. Mm. That includes the bad things too. Right. That the bad things this too shall pass. Right. I think that's right. a secular saying or whatever. But that the bad things are life is also fleeting now. Sometimes it's a little longer than we'd like, right. but those things are passing away as well. And we still need to focus on the things or the thing. The only thing that is not vanity, that is it's not fleeting permanent is permanent is God. Right. Um, so someone who has gone through uh, some rough 
patches in the last in their <laughs> lives, <laughs> um, particularly maybe in the last couple of years. Roger, um, you've been through a lot in the last couple of years. Um, you're the first. You were the first person to reach out to us. Uh, oh wow! At the e- at the email humbly speaking pod at gmail.com to ask to be on the show, and this is exactly what we wanted. We wanted somebody like you, um, who wants to tell their story, who wants to reach out and tell their story. Um, so we're so happy to have you. Thank you so much for oh, no, for coming on. No, thank you guys on. for having me. This was a, uh, I, I remember reading, and hearing the same gospel. It was very powerful to me. Mm. Uh, being in the midst of my, being in the midst of what I'm going through now. Sure. In my life, um, but everything being vanity is. You can't take it with you. When it was all said and done, that's what I came up with. It's like, well, if I can't take it with me, what am I worrying about it for? Because mm-hmm. it's fleeting. It's not going to stay here. You know, I can't take it with me. It's not helping me or hurting me. It might be. But, I mean, it's not, it's not, it doesn't guide me in any doesn't give me any sense of direction it's mm. just like a distraction very easily very i'm very easily distracted <laughs> i have add i should probably be medicated and when i was medicated for it yeah i could focus better i was a lot more numb <laughs> when it came to things but yeah so so take us uh take us back couple years ago, um, where's your faith life at? Maybe 2017, 2018. Where's your faith life at before um, some things are happening? Pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. What's going on with your faith life pre-pandemic? Well, I way back when I was 18, I quit going to church. I quit going to church for probably 10 years. And it wasn't that I didn't believe in God. I believed in God. I didn't have a problem with God. I had a problem with all the things that people told me I should be. Oh, you should do this. You should do that. You know, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to not do this and not do that. Um, But if I go back to about 2018, I was very lukewarm again. I had gotten into, I had quit going. I met my wife. She went to church. Um, I started going back to church, and it didn't take me real long to realize that I missed God. Mm. I really missed him. Like, wow, Mm. I need to be active. (laughs) So I started looking for ways to be active in the church. Um, I was... uh, I wanted to always, I guess if I had my, my dream job, if I wouldn't, you know, my dream job would have been a rock musician. That's what I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, we're talking, right on, talking yeah. about music, rock music. Uh, so you're, yeah. you, you want to be a rock musician, but you, from what I understand though, you did help out your, you were involved in music ministry in the church. Was that part of kind of coming or getting more involved with your faith was the was the music ministry part? 
Oh yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Nice. Um, uh, I started coming back, and then the six church parishes united into one mm. parish, mm-hmm. and all you saw was chaos, <laughs> and one parish hating another parish, you know, or so it seemed, you know, but they were just confused like everybody else, mm-hmm. you know. I guess I was lucky to always have a dad who was very forethinking, forefront thinking, who taught us that you have to get used to change mm-hmm. or you're done. Mm-hmm. So then we opened up the Paris and they were, they were looking for a bass player. They were going to start this new, the new teen, teen mass. Okay. Where life team came yeah. and we were going to have this, we were going to have this, this new style of music, you know? It's praise and worship style music, and we're going to build a whole mass around it. And they were looking for musicians, and they needed a bass player. Okay. And I'm like, well, it's perfect. I play bass guitar. I mean, I'm a singer, but I learned to play bass guitar when I went to college to learn music because you had to have an instrument. And I didn't start reading notes until I was in my 20s. Wow. So I'm not a piano player. Right. I can play piano, okay, I can play melody lines, I can read notes, but I'm not a piano player. I didn't yeah. grow up playing it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I would do much better by ear, you know. Um, That's a gift. I know some people like that too, where it's like you just hear a song and you can do better playing it than reading the music. Oh, it, hearing it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it, cool. and it is, it is. It's, yeah. It is absolutely a gift, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I have it, That's and, awesome. I'm, and I'm lucky. I can memorize melodies really fast, um, you know. Um, so, so they keep looking for a bass player, and I'm I'm like begging them, and they keep <laughs> saying, "Well, you you know you 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 don't fit our you don't fit our, fit our age demographic," and I'm like, "Age demographic? What, what you have an age demographic for the musicians? Well, yeah, we really want people between the ages of say." 16 and 26. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm much older than that. I'm in my 40s by now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but but I can walk in and sight read it. I mean, I can just, I'll tell you what, look for somebody I'll fill in. So that's how I started. It's like I just begged him, just, I'll just come in and just play because I can read notes. I can read chords. Mm-hmm. All, I need to, all I need to know is the key we're in. Right. And I'll just play it. Because I can do it half by ear. And being the singer, I would just, I sang. I didn't start out with a microphone. But eventually, over over a couple of months, and, and I have, I, well, before I got sick now, I had this very, very, very powerful voice. And I would just sing. Nice. And so it was... Because we were up, we were up in the sanctuary, and it's really nice and echoey there. You know, it's the perfect spot to stand and sing. You know, mm-hmm. all the all the electronics now we have is just for I don't know for people who can't hear well mm. because the acoustics are. We don't put acoustics in churches like they used to. But well, yeah, anyway, sure. But anyway, yeah, right. you know, you're going to a. Basilica, like in uh, yeah. um, 
I always think of the one in in the Twin Cities. Oh, Minneapolis, yeah. That yeah, place, Minneapolis, St. Yeah. Paul. My, um, so my sister goes oh, to Mass yeah. every weekend. Jealous. Yeah. Super she jealous. Sings, wow. She sings in the choir there, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah the right. acoustics there are crazy. It, it's sick. It's, it's like, they don't need a mic. You don't need yeah, you a mic just, in that you place. Just you just sing. stand in a specific yeah. spot. Yeah, it's really cool. It's beautiful. I, if I, ever I, in Minneapolis, try to get there. It's stunning. Uh, the church same, itself. Uh... It's in Minneapolis. The Basilica, yeah, the, the cathedral is in St. Paul. And then the Basilica is in Minneapolis. So it's right off the highway. Very beautiful. Nice I, place. I used to direct the men's choir, Cecilia Men's Choir. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I used to, we used to, because uh, we sang at the Marshall site. The Marshall site still has the, still has the arched ceiling. Sure, right. So oh, the acoustics in there are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. You really don't need... You really don't need amplification. You really don't, and you, and you don't need yeah. You don't need any sort of mic in that place. It's small enough that you can project. Right. The problem is that people, if you don't practice, the men's choir. I was very blessed because the men's choir were a group of guys that sang since they were kids, so they knew how to sing in tune. That's always nice. So it really didn't matter how big the choir was, and I never really cared. I was lucky. I got gifted up whole set of portable studios mm-hmm. and I so I bring in my studio mics and I'd set up two three mics and it didn't matter if five guys showed up or 15 guys showed up because I was going to have this full sounding choir because I had these microphones you know and I knew how to use them because I was a musician I was a rock musician and I, I sang in rock bands and I didn't, didn't really get anywhere with it <laughs> but but I love doing it yeah, and, hey, you yeah, know well, yeah. and I had hair at one time <laughs> <laughs> was it long? Yes, actually, I just found the ponytail when I moved out of my house when I sold it. <laughs> you found the I found the ponytail. Yeah, I have a thirteen and a half inch ponytail. Oh my gosh. Still, I kept it. <laughs> yeah, a big braid. Where do you, where do you keep something like that? I put it in a bag. Yeah, or just put it in a bag. Yeah, right yeah. now, because I'm not very organized and I'm still moving out of boxes. It's laying on my stove. <laughs> but it's in a bag, so Don't I mean, it's safe. I was gonna say, I know, I know, I thought of that the other day. Yeah. No, yeah, sometimes but people like one keep, short, uh, and like the first haircut, like first haircuts ever. Like some moms will keep like the, a lock of hair. That's weird. In a, I have my mom did yeah. it with me. I I I don't know. I'll, I'll, I found it one day, and I was like, yeah, it's a common. It's a it's a it's more common. You think the only time it's like necessary to keep a lock of somebody's hair is when you're playing D and D and you need. Uh, a part of their body for true resurrection. That's it. Yeah, I've never. Which is a spell that. and not an actual yeah, resurrection. Yeah, but yeah, right. I was just gonna say, yeah, that sounds like <laughs> witchcraft to me, man. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, anyways, ten thousand <laughs> gold diamond and a and some part of the body. All right. Wow. Sounds about. Sounds about right. I don't know. I trust you. I've never done it. Never done doing D and D. That's okay. We you. do Gloomhaven, which is. So, anyways, do you do stuff? <laughs> so, look, squirrel. So, yeah. so, Roger, you're you're at this point very involved with the uh, with the choirs. Um, how were how was the involvement with the choirs? Um, you know, impacting. You know, you can be involved with it, and it may or may not impact your your faith. So, um, do you? How do you? How would you say if it did or didn't impact at all? Or well, it. I guess because, well, I 
I had lost my job and I ended up getting sent back to college because they laid off. I was working in I was working at Kohler in the factory. Sure. I had my 10 years in, but they laid off back to 25 years seniority. Oh, wow. Oh. So at my 13 year point, they laid off to 25 years. And because Kohler was a big company, I was lucky I got to go back to college. Um, I had my associate degree, mm. so so I found myself <laughs> 25 years after I dropped out of school, going back to school to finish up my music degree, and nice. I wanted to I want because I was lucky enough to have a good ear, and I knew, you know, I decided to go to Silver Lake. I had. I had started at Silver Lake when I was much younger, like in my early 20s, and then I like didn't like the authority, so I flunked out of there, and I quit there, and I went to the UW-Manitowoc UW Center, sure. and I did much. I, I thrived there. Nice. I did much better. Yeah. Um, so going back to Silver Lake was a stretch for me, but it was close. I could commute, and... And and it, it ended up being great. I had phenomenal teachers. I just I got to learn so much more stuff, and it was easier as an adult to go back mm. because I cared. Yeah. So I mean, from there, I got lucky. I graduated, and Sister Cecilia happened to retire, and her job was open. And my vocal teacher, Damon Carlson, was doing the choir, and he said, you need to do this. So they asked me to, to lead the choir. And it was like, wow, this is kind of cool. I can, I, can use my, I can use my talents, my ears. I can use all my vocal training, you know. And I can really work with people who I know want to be there. Mm. I tried to recruit, couldn't recruit. I sucked at it. I'd beg people, nobody nobody'd come. So I would just pray. And pray and pray and say, hey, God, you know, this isn't about me. It was always it yeah. was always about God. And and I guess that's what keeps me going on many levels. It's really got nothing to do with me. And that's where the vanity of vanity things, I, I guess, sort right. of hit me. Yeah. It all sort of tied in so well. It's like, yeah, man, you know, why do I care about this thing? It's, you know, I have this potential. I have this gift. There's so much more there, and God can basically do anything, you know, mm-hmm. if you really trust Him. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, so I, am I answering your question, or am I on a tangent somewhere? No, I think mm-hmm. uh, I think you answered it a little bit. So, yeah, so, yeah. so, I, so I did the choir, and then my life took a huge change. My 23 years of marriage went down the tubes, sure. and my wife no longer wanted to stay married to me. And um, boy, I just couldn't go to choir. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand. I didn't feel like I deserved to be a leader. Mm, sure. um, that was me. It had nothing to do with the choir. Um, but I couldn't go to church and and not start crying. So for the sake of my, I don't know, so I didn't, look stupid to everybody else, I guess. I decided I was just going to take six months off. 
you know, yeah. then, and then the pandemic hit. Sure. Like, so oh, I, yeah. my divorce finalized like the end of January in 2019. So, you know, so by 2020 mm. we're in pandemic. Mm. Right. You know, so I took the, I was going to take the summer off and I wasn't, I couldn't go back. So, in fact, I, I still haven't, I guess the choirs are back now. Some of them are. Yeah. You're, you're, you're so. at the parish? I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, well, because we couldn't have a choir. Then they couldn't have, I was going to go back and we couldn't have a choir. Mm. So it was like, okay, how do you, you know. So, I mean, I, I, I love, I love music. I just, I always do. I, I wake up in the mornings I have. I pray, I do the readings, and sometimes, sometimes it just hits me really hard, and I have this big rush of thought process, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like now, since since I haven't, I'm jumping all over. Eventually, I got sick. I haven't worked in a, I haven't worked in like nine months, so I have a lot. I find myself with a lot of free time mentally. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I I pray a lot and and it helps a lot to pray, but I find that when I pray, the readings bring thoughts, songs, maybe just a poem or something. Sometimes there's a melody attached to it. Sometimes there's not. So I do a lot of writing. I try to stay positive. I try to find a reason for me to be around yet. Uh, I know earlier you had mentioned about people being depressed and feeling depressed and kids, you know, I, I saw my kids go through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, I have, my kids span in age, there's an 18 year age difference between my oldest and my youngest. So my oldest is like 33 and my youngest is like 13. <laughs> you know, and they're, you know, so, I saw them all go through these different stages. You know, I realized once my wife left that it wasn't a bad thing that I got divorced. It was actually probably mentally good for us to get divorced. Mm. There were lots of issues that I wasn't seeing. I might have been hiding. I might have been ignoring them. I don't know. Mm. I tried to stay focused. I tried to pray and say, God, what do you want me to do? And I tried to follow that. Mm-hmm. not sure if that was the best way to do it or if it was the worst way to do it. I don't know. That's what I did. Um, but I'm learning a lot about myself now in this process. It's sitting in church, going back to church was the hardest part for me mm. on me because I didn't feel worthy. It's not that I couldn't go there. Mm-hmm. Or that I didn't necessarily feel welcome, but I worried about what everybody thought. I was just in this state of worry. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that either. You know, which And that, that that's hard because when you go th- when you're going through the unimaginable like that, um, you know, it and and a lot of times when we have issues like that especially teenagers they have an imaginary audience kind of problem where 
your feelings in your head, your thoughts are so, you're so much in your head mm. that you think everybody else is also in your head. So all of a sudden you you feel like you're like everybody's watching, everyone's thinking about you and um, that could be that could definitely be a hard experience. That's something that I had when I was a teenager as well. I think sometimes I don't think sometimes I think we don't grow out of that. I think I think even as a, especially as Americans, like America is the you know we always think we're the center center of the world, and for the for the most part, I think we are. But <laughs> well, <laughs> as as people involved as, in a lot as of Americans, <laughs> like we we definitely. We definitely think that we're the we're the, you know, there's a whole like you're the protagonist in your own story, um, which you are, um, but that gives us this this idea that yeah everyone's watching me and especially you know going through something like, like you did and you're trying to return to the church and you're trying to come back to the church, um, you're gonna fight all of those feelings that you mentioned, um, and I think in a lot of ways the evil one is tries very hard to. It will do anything to make sure you don't go to mass. I think that like another thing too is when we're at our lowest, um, you know, when we're going through whatever it is, sickness, divorce, um, you know, loss of job, what be it, you know, insert something here. Um, A lot of times when we're trying to get ourselves up, the devil wants to hit us even harder with Mm -hmm. these thoughts of like, are you sure? What, what what will others think, you know, or, or, you know, here's something else to worry about, you mm-hmm. know, and, and we start to, we, you know, we have these thoughts and they're, I would say normal thoughts to have. Um, we're human. The important part is that we don't allow those thoughts to overcome, to defeat what ultimately we need to do, which is to turn ourselves to to Christ and to trust his plan and to overcome and to you know pick ourselves up and to say I am going to go to mass I might have these thoughts but I'm not going to allow it to impact you know how I live my life you know so um, yeah, that had to have been a hard decision Roger to 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 go to mass um, well, it, it, with all those thoughts so but I applaud you for going well, thank, I thank you. I, 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 profound self doubt. That's mm-hmm. what sticks in my head. I, I guess I've read a lot of different things. I remember reading something once about profound self doubt. It's mm-hmm. probably Norman Vincent Peale and the Power of Positive Thinking or something. I was in Amway for a while. Don't don't kill me for that. A what? But I was in Amway. I sold Amway products. I was a door to door salesman. Oh, okay. oh, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> we gotta write something now, dude. <laughs> Speaking of door-to-door salesman, there's this. Uh, you know, Kirby vacuums. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yo, <laughs> I had a guy once. Um, I don't know if we should just write this down and go back to the story another day, but I had this. I uh, when I um, when Elizabeth and I were were engaged, uh, and I was still living in Schwabenon. Um, she was gone for the weekend or whatever, so I didn't like have any reason to come down to Manitowoc. Sure. Um, and I was just gonna throw on the Bucks game and just like chillax. Yeah. And this guy knocks at my door, and I'm like, "What's going on?" Um, he's like, "Oh, you know, I just want to, you know, I give you the survey. If you do like, we'll give you a, 
think a dish soap or whatever. I'm like, great, that'll save me a trip to the store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you're a bachelor, there's a yeah, lot yeah. of you know, just like I'll easy path for, for, for so, free soap. Yeah. So I fill it out okay. and I give it back to the guy. And he gives me the dish soap. And then this other guy, this younger kid, comes in with his vacuum vacuum stuff and I'm like, oh, oh shoot. Oh no. No. And then he like he starts giving me the spiel. I'm like, all right, this kid's young, like I'll yeah. I'll give it to him whatever. You know, he's gonna spend what, twenty minutes here, he'll yeah. vacuum my my downstairs carbon, that's and that's fine. I'll I'm get my own vacuum for free. That's always what I thought when <laughs> they came. Yeah. And uh I'm like John, I'm not kidding. He was there for three hours. Oh what what was he vacuuming? Your clothes? He was everything? just like he was just, <laughs> he was just like telling me all these features about this vacuum and Elizabeth's gone. So I have nowhere oh, no. to be. And I'm like, oh. I'm too nice of a guy, you and are. I'm 24 and bleary-eyed, and like I, 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 I want to give this kid a chance because he seems super young, and yeah. he's telling me about his business prospects, prospects, and this is like, he wants to start his own business, and like he wasn't like trying to give me the sell for like the whole time. Um, there was a, like after two and a half hours that I cut him off. I'm like, bro, this isn't happening. Yeah. Like, yeah, stop. So I just like still chatted with him a little bit, and. Um, Weird, weird, weirder part. So he leaves. Um, and he like, he wanted to uh, like use my phone to call his boss or whatever to come get him. I'm like, okay, you know, I know, I know this goes. Yeah. I don't want you on my phone ever. No. So I'm like, I'm sure he'll find you, which kind of a jerk move by me, but you know I what? Mean, it's, it's nine o'clock safety. now yeah. and I want to watch like the end of the box game. Now. Right. Like, did you, um, I was just about to ask, did you watch so, the box game? So this is late. December, early January. Okay. So it's hecking cold. Oh, yeah. So, like, I close the door, I let the cat out of the bathroom, <laughs> uh, and, I, and I turn to the Bucks game. And uh, the late third quarter, it's going to the fourth quarter. I look at my window. My man is still out there. What? Uh, <laughs> just watching you watch the Bucks no, game? No, 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 no. He oh. was just like waiting outside my door. So I open it's cold. Yeah. I did not know he was out there. So I open the door. I'm like, hey, man. Uh, What's going on? He's like, oh, yeah, my, my boss still hasn't come. I'm like, and he had dropped the salesman attitude at this point. Like, oh, yeah. he was talking to me as a dude. Okay. He's like, one bro to another bro. Like, we're having a normal conversation at this point. He's not trying to sell me anything. Uh, and I'm like, all right, call your, call your boss. He's like, tell me how annoyed he is at the job and all this. <laughs> the sales. <laughs> all this guy it's it's just <laughs> drops. Yeah, and like, really nice kid. Yeah. Really nice kid. And he was like, he had already had plans. Like once he graduated, he was going to move and nice. to a different part of the state and try to start his own business. And I, I, I wish I had remembered his name so I could pray for him and like look him up and see if he did anything. But like <laughs> he wanted to vacuum my stairs. He wanted to vacuum upstairs. He wanted me. The then point was he wanted me to get my vacuum, so I keep compare the vacuums. I'm bro, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> did did you guys watch it. the box game together? No, no, no. I mean it was on, but like we didn't like. I didn't offer him a beer, and then like oh, I, we I kicked back and going like yeah, now we're nah, best friends, you know. <laughs> it just, like he came like the boss guy came like thirty minutes later. Yeah, that's so bad for the kid. Oh, that's so, a long time. Vacuum man. salesman guy. From Kirby, I'm sorry you worked for such a crappy company. I hope things are going well for you. Yeah, I hope he started his own business. Maybe he started a competitor company. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So uh, anyway, Roger, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was just like, I, had a, I found a TriStar. 
Okay. Try Star Vacuum. Okay. Which would be Kirby's competitor. Oh. Uh, oh. They're, uh, they have this incredible thing. They invented the HEPA filter. Did they? Really? Oh, they really? Oh yeah. Oh, that's everywhere nowadays. Do you know what? Do you know what a HEPA filter is? I mean, I I know what it is, but like, yeah, it's in my, like, I have a air filter in my apartment. HEPA is paper. Yeah. It's a paper filter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I picked up a TriStar that was sitting on the curb. I knew somebody who tried mm-hmm. selling TriStar. Okay. And I knew they were phenomenal. They were these cyclonic. You, you could suck up anything with them, man. I used them for remodeling projects. Yeah. I'd kill shop vacs in a day. <laughs> Never kill a TriStar, man. Not with, the, not with that paper filter. Mm-hmm. No. You could pack that canister just tight with sawdust or anything. It was awesome. But nice. Anyway, anyway, sorry. So they invented the HEPA filter. Yeah. It's, they huh. were the first company to have a HEPA filter, yep. And it's just a piece of paper. Yeah. That sits over the cone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it feels pretty paperish. I don't know if that's a word. Yeah, it's just it's just thick paper. So uh, thicker than rolling papers. So we're out. Than so we're out of the pandemic. Roger, you just come back. To, oh, sorry. <laughs> come back oh, to church. Okay. Um, and then we went on a tangent. So let's get off the tangent, back onto the train line. <laughs> All right. So I. Uh, so I. We got we got through the pandemic. Um, I ended up getting sick, and due due to due to having type two diabetes and and I don't know. For all I know, I probably had COVID before they ever started vaccinating for it. Because right now they're telling me I have symptoms. I have long term COVID symptoms, mm-hmm. but I was never treated for it. Right. Okay, so, so, I decided I got sick, my foot got infected, I ended up not being able to work, I decided to go back to church, it was hard, I think I went probably the first half a dozen times, I would just cry, I'd just sit there and cry, mm. not because I felt sorry for myself, but like, the relief you get mm, yeah. when God's yeah. lifting all the garbage off you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, cause you're weighing yourself down, man. You're like drowning yourself with the stuff, right? You know, and you go to church and all of a sudden all this weight's lifted off you, you know, feel free to feel free again. Absolutely. You feel free again. And, but, but the other thing I noticed was of course in the process, I probably didn't shave much. My appearance, I can change my appearance real easy. So, and I wasn't going to the mass that I always went to, so people didn't recognize me. <laughs> Nobody's going to say hi to the guy who's crying. You just don't. When I was involved in life teen mass and I saw teenagers, I guess I really related to how teenagers felt mm. being there. And I would sit and I would go to and I'd watch the kids and I'd basically sit and watch all the outskirts. And you could always tell there was that kid. <laughs> the kids would sit in the corner, didn't want anybody to bother them, mm-hmm. right? 
Right. I just yeah. want to go through the, the, the they're PO'd at somebody. They're mad at the world, so it seems. They don't want to talk to you. That's the kid that needs my help. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one. So I would just sit back there, and it's like, well, who doesn't like the musicians, right? I mean, they're supposed to be the cool guys. I was a bass player. Mm-hmm. Bass know. is pretty cool. I sang. You know, I, I related to people, and I guess I can remember going to church and thinking, wow, you know, here I'm sitting in church just begging for somebody to say hi to me because I feel so lonely. I got divorced. My daughter stayed with me for a while, but then she ended up going to college and she ended up having a, you know, she's living with her fiance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so now I, I, my son lives with his mom. So I'm home alone most of the time. I can't stand being alone. It drives me nuts. I like need constant noise. I'm very distractible. I need constant noise. Sure. Which is bad on some levels having a cell phone, but we won't get into that. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a scary oh, adventure. Yo, jump, on, jump on the train, man. Let's jump on the smartphone hate train. Oh, God. I'm all over that, man. Oh, I don't. Oh gosh, TikTok man, was the worst thing they ever invented. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it seriously was because it, it just keeps degrading itself, you know? And you're watching 30 seconds of fluff. You get nothing out of it. Every once in a while, you get some good stuff. But you got to sift through like, you got to sift through like hours of content to get one solid thing. Yeah. So I started changing what I was watching. Now, now I distract myself with Christian award-winning Christian movies there you go. on my computer because I'm too cheap to buy pay for cable. <laughs> Not going to pay for cable. I've never had cable ever. I have internet, you know, and I can get the basic channels. Yeah. And my television doesn't work real good on my cheap little antenna that I have, and you know, and I'm in a, I'm in a hole. I live at the bottom of a hill, kind of. Mm-hmm. So I don't have good reception. I'll have to build myself an antenna. Hopefully I'll do that. Once <laughs> I can start walking again, oh, I'll go. build myself an antenna. I've got all kinds of stuff laying around. I got plenty of material, but no. God being, I learned to look at, I learned to realize, eventually I realized it was me. I went back mm-hmm. to church. I felt bad. I was scared. I was talking myself out of it. Mm-hmm. It was all in my head. Mm-hmm. So when I started healing my my foot and getting rid of the infection and I started feeling better, I started realizing, hey, I need a positive attitude. I can't keep thinking this way. Mm. So I started... Oh, I'm going to, I know I'll, oh, I talked to Deacon Mark. I, I know Deacon Mark LaGrieve. He's a really good friend of mine. Great guy. He's, he's, oh, no, absolutely. Great dude. I yeah. love the guy. And uh, he's been helping me out through this. And uh, just giving me little things I'd ask him. I'd send him messages in the middle, in, in the middle of the afternoon or the middle of the night, nine o'clock at night. Hey, Mark. Hey, what's a bravery? I need some morning prayers. <laughs> Where do I find those? You know? And he'd be like, 
here, here, here's an online brewery, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I started there and I started, it's like, okay, I'll do the Ayn Rand brewery. And it's like, okay, it's not enough. I need more. I need, you know, I need more. I need to be in a community. So this Lent, because now the pandemic's not as scary as it was. People aren't as scared of dying as what they were two years yeah, ago. Yeah, right. Everybody thought they were going to die two years ago. And we're not. Fun fact, everybody's still going to die. Yeah, but not not from COVID. <laughs> so, Go ahead. No, no. So you, I was just about to say, so you, you said you wanted this community. So where, so you're... Uh, so, 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 I, so, I, so I have my son every other weekend. And I thought, you know, I got I to gotta find a reason to go to church. So that's when Lent was coming. So it's like, okay, well, uh, one of my family members gave me a book on St. Joseph. Mm. Consecration of St. Joseph. So I started reading the book. Is that uh, Father Calloway? I think so. I love that book. I, I, I read it. I read it and it was like, okay, this is intense stuff, man. Yeah. This is what I've been missing. So being alone, it's amazing the stuff I talk myself out of and I talk myself into. Mm. But because I'm always trying to be introspective and I like to write lyrics and I, I s- try to dabble in writing music, you know, it's, it's this whole thing going on in my head. And it's like, okay, so the more positive stuff I put in my head, the better it'll be. And it'll be good. And you, and you have ups and downs. Some, for, for a while, I went to church every day. I did that really well for probably like two weeks. And then, of course, my health probably deteriorated a little bit. Hmm. And I found a reason to not go or whatever. And uh, I thought I was reading spiritual guidance, spiritual guidance. I need spiritual guidance. So, again... Deacon Mark's the man to go to. It's like, okay, man, I need I need prayers for my 13-year-old son and his mom were arguing with each other and fighting. Okay. And I started getting this overwhelming feeling of I need to pray for him. Mm, yeah. Well, how do you pray for a kid you can't go to? Well, so I thought, well, I'll just pray for pray for Mary to protect him, right? Because Mary can do anything, right? Pray to Mary. Awesome. Mary talks to Jesus. Yeah. That's it. You got it. It's you know. And I had started reading the Joseph thing. It's why well, you just drag Joseph into the mix. Well, now it's twice as good. Yeah, three right. times as good, right? Because awesome. I mean, you're, you're drawn in. You're drawn in the Holy Spirit. You're drawn in everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is it's open. It opened my brain to a new way of thinking about what it is God needs from us. We really can't, what can we give back to God? I mean, he gave us everything. What can we give him that he needs? What does he need? He's got everything. He makes everything. So I sent it then, Deacon Mark again. Oh, I got this book. It's a self-retreat thing. You're going to like this. Here's this book, you know. Oh, I found it again. It's buried in my junk at my house because I'm still not unpacked and it's like okay I start reading that and it's like how to consecrate the heart of Jesus and the one thing I took 
The one thing I kept from my house, the only religious thing I kept from my house, I had a picture of, it's uh, St. Faustina's Jesus with the, with the divine mercy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The divine mercy. I've got that. It's like, that was just this powerful thing. So it's like, heart makes sense. So uh, I just try to keep myself into praying every day. I, I talk to Father Dan, Father, Dan, Father Doug. We've had too many priests. Their names all start <laughs> two, three Father Dan's at a time, two, yeah. three Father Dave's at a time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but so I talked to Father Doug one day. I said I need spiritual guidance, man. Because I I gotta know I gotta I can't lose this. This is all I got left. It's all I got left is God. I got nothing to lose. I've lost everything else in my life. Mm-hmm. I've lost my drive. I'm losing my health. I've lost my job. I've got no income. I was lucky I made good investments and I own the property I live in. So they can't they can't kick me out of my own property. <laughs> you know. That's right. I can use it as leverage, maybe if I'm lucky, maybe. (laughs) But that's another that's another story. But wow, the 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 powerfulness of spirituality is so overwhelming. So I started going after I dropped my son off home. I could go to six thirty mass. They still had it. So I went to six thirty mass, and I realized, where's my six thirty mass I used to sing at? Man, it's gone. The one we have now, yeah, it's not the same mass. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't do the live teen no, not, mass no. anymore. It was. Uh, it's it's gone through. A, it's after the live teen mass when Father Jose and Father Bill were still here. Um, there was a big push from the young adult community to have a more. I'm gonna use a spicy word. A more traditional mass, um, more candles, incense, bells. Yeah. More servers, more chanting. Yes. Um, so we started doing that, and that that drew in a lot. Um, but that was right before COVID. Yeah. Like we had got it. We had got it down to every week um, in February of 2020, mm-hmm. and then yeah. the pandemic hit, and then they told us we couldn't go to mass anymore. <laughs> so um, right. now, now, now it's just kind of the 6:30 mass is the 6:30 mass. Uh, I, I like the 630 Mass. I do. Uh, I, I I like the old style. Uh, I, I, I would... I, God. I think it would be cool to be able to take the old stuff, sort of make it... Modernize it. Take the old stuff and make it hmm. sort of sound like the new stuff, but still let it be the old stuff. Hmm. Um, sort of like they do at barbershop quartets. <laughs> right i mean hey gosh. yeah you know I see and, the comparison. and there's yeah. every genre of music's got a barbershop style quartet sure yeah sure you know yeah i mean that that i guess that was the cool part when i started getting into praise and worship music the cool part to me was you could have every genre of music mm-hmm. and you could sing about god yeah it was phenomenal you, you could listen to country music and you could sing about god you could listen to Rock music and sing about God. I remember one of my daughters getting called into the office because, of course, she was singing 
what her dad was singing at home. DC Talk, Jesus Freak. I, I love DC Talk. I love Toby <laughs> Mac. Okay? And it's like, I'd crank it. Yeah. Okay? I'd crank DC Talk. I'd crank Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Whatever. <laughs> right? I'm watching my kid. I'm watching my kid. I want music that, that I can feel with my kid. Mm-hmm. And, 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 that, and I could get it. I could get it from anywhere, you mm-hmm. know? You could listen to Down Here and you could get you could get Rockabilly. You could get all kinds of different stuff. Reliant K. Good stuff. Yeah, oh. dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I Reliant K back when you were there. talking about punk and the emo stuff, and I'm thinking, God, do I, do I mention Reliant K? No. No, you for sure can, and, yeah. yeah. And it's like, good. Oh, no. Like, I love Reliant K. Yeah. All my kids love Reliant K. I can pull out, you know, Anytime I pull up their their mm-hmm album, <laughs> yeah, I or, that one for yeah, sure, dude. You know they they're just it's so awesome and and you know that was my alarm clock back in the day. That's what woke me up in like middle school. Was do you like have that? Does that bother you now? What like do you have like PTSD from? I don't want to like I'm using quotes PTSD and not right. Okay, but what? like so when I was in college. My alarm song was um, one of uh, Panic of the Disco's songs okay. from Vices and Virtues. Okay. Great album. Cool. Um, it, but it was only one of the songs that's on the deluxe version or whatever, so it's not on Spotify, which bothers me. Okay. But whenever I hear, like, the beginning of that song, I, like, I trigger it. Mm, yeah. It triggers me. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. No, it isn't really not that much. No, it's been it's been long enough, and I, uh, um, yeah, no. Not really. about that song. I haven't I haven't heard a Reliant K song in a long time. Are they still around? Oh yeah, yeah. They're still, they still doing, they're just still doing stuff. Oh, they're yeah. still doing albums. Yeah. yeah, no, I, f- I figured. Oh, I just haven't they, listened. No, to they 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 did a bunch of a acoustic while. stuff. They re released a lot of their stuff to acoustic. Oh, that's pretty neat. I should I should look that up. Oh, uh, so my daughter got hauled into, got hauled into the principal's office because she was singing Jesus Freak. She calls, you know, and I, so I go to pick her up from school. Of course, she's going to the Catholic school, you know, so I go up there and one of the teachers is like, your daughter got pulled in the office today. She, she used the word Jesus Freak. Like, yeah, this is a problem. So why is that a problem? Did she call somebody a Jesus freak? What? No, she said she was a Jesus freak. I said, how's that a problem? (laughs) (laughs) Be the only freak you can be here. You know, so it's like, okay, I said, I said, oh, she, she got it for me. That's DC talk. And the teacher's looking at me and, and it happened to be. One of the sisters, you know, and of course I'm wearing my social, I'm wearing a social hazard sweatshirt, <laughs> you know, and she's looking at social hazard, huh? And I'm like, social hazard. Yeah. I said, look close. See the Romans, the Roman symbol here. Right. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I said, yeah, be a social hazard. Don't conform to society. Be the Jesus freak, right? <laughs> this isn't a bad thing. No connects. <laughs> you know, and she looks at me, she's like, okay, fine. I'm I'm sorry. I'm like, so I get my daughter home and she's just she's all upset. 
She's like, they told me this was wrong, Dad. I'm like, no. No, it's not wrong to love Jesus. Mm. you got to love Jesus. You know? That's the only thing that keeps me going. Mm-hmm. That's what we're called for. Yes. Right? I, I think we are. I, I always wanted to push the limits. I liked pushing the limits when I sang in church. <laughs> I liked to push the limits of style of music because mm-hmm. I wanted the people, they're there praying. We've got lyrics up there for them to read. Read the lyrics. Ignore the noise. It's noise. It doesn't matter whether the noise is two people singing. Maybe one's in tune. Maybe one's in not. Right? Not every choir is good. Some choirs really suck. (laughs) But you're not going to stop them from praising God. Sure. Yeah. They're not up there singing for you. They're singing for them for God. Right. You know, know, judging. We've got to stop judging each other. Sure. Not, not wrong. Something that I something that I was doing sure. as all this crap was going through my head. I'm judging myself. I'm trying to find all these reasons why I shouldn't do stuff. And I I lived in a judgmental marriage. I may have even been part of it. I don't know. I still haven't figured out exactly what the hell was going on with my marriage and why it didn't work. And I might never find out. That doesn't matter anymore. I can't change that. Mm. I can change my kids, and I can change the time I have with my kids. Mm. My oldest daughters are out of the house. They don't talk to me much. They bonded with their mom. I told them to. You know. Now I sit at home and go, why don't my kids, I feel sorry for myself, why don't my kids talk to me? What did I do wrong? <laughs> and I realize... But they're doing exactly what I told them to do. Yeah. So if I need to change it, I need to find a way. Mm. I need to take it upon myself. Mm-hmm. And and I guess that's my positive. Mm. I gotta be, I gotta be the best me I can be for God. What do I give back to God? I can't give God anything. He doesn't need anything from me. I, that's my understanding. Of all the self-study I've been doing and reading all all the different consecrations, I think I've read three of them. I read one to read one to St. Joseph. I read this self-study to console the heart of Jesus. Uh, there was a third one. I don't even remember what it is anymore. Mary? St. Louis de Montfort's True Devotion to Mary? Yeah, it might have been it. Yeah. That's a tough read. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's even even with the translation, it's really rough. (laughs) Okay. And I as I as I didn't find the other yeah. Adoration chapel was the other thing that saved me. Mm. Yeah. I went to I, I needed I needed some release. I just needed to feel stuff was going wrong. My son was having problems with his mom. I didn't know how to help. I was sick. I didn't have money. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. I couldn't just I couldn't just run in and fix it. Mm-hmm. And I needed to figure out. So I thought so I was gonna go to church. Well, we don't keep the churches unlocked anymore because well, we can't because people steal stuff. So 
trying to figure out which church was open again. Deacon Mark, to my rescue, he's like, <laughs> oh, you can always go to the Adoration Chapel. I'm like, Adoration Chapel, yeah. And I walk into the Adoration Chapel the first day, and it's there's so much peace. Yeah. I mean, if anybody hasn't been to the Adoration Chapel, just go sit in there for half an hour and just let God let God touch you. For his sake, do it for him. You don't even have to do it for yourself, but I know you're going to get something out of it. You're going to get peace of mind out of it. And I walked in there, first adoration chapel I walked in, and there was my old neighbor I hadn't seen. So I started feeling all, oh, I'm not worthy. I shouldn't be here. Somebody's going to see me. They're going to notice that I don't look well. You know, I'm going to have to, you know, started doing it to myself. And you just get overwhelmed with the rush. The tears start once the taps turn on, you can't turn them off, <laughs> you know. And that's the beautiful thing that God can do for us. And he can just like, just drain us. Drain us of fear, drain us of the pain we're in. It's just, I found that extremely relieving. Yeah. So I would just, I just, I just, I just dropped my son off, and for several weeks I just kept going to Adoration Chapel, and I kept meeting people, and I started bumping into people who I knew, you know, who I hadn't seen in a while, you know, and it was cool. There was one family that I knew, and it's like so it was fun because they brought their kids. Yeah, yeah. People don't like yeah. kids, and it is no, it is. Yeah, kids can pray to God even though they're driving you nuts. Yeah, yeah. God loves them too. What a what a great. I mean, just what a great um, experience or path that you've walked to. I I mean, it's very very. Can Saint Francis of Assisi himself the radical poverty. You know, it's not a choice that you made to go into this radical sense of all these things are taken away and there's realization that the only thing I have is God and um, what can I give God? God doesn't need anything. You're right. But it's there's the beautiful part of what God wants from us. Right. And it's just you. It's just you. That That's all he wants. Right. Is That's it. That's it. And you... That's what you've done is you've gone out of your way against all these other things and just let God have you. And what a what a beautiful witness that is. And I know it hasn't been easy. Um, I can just tell from your voice and tell, you know, just from talking off air how how hard this entire process has been. But how um, how great of a sacrifice that you have made to give back to God that like you said, he's just, he has drained you of all the just crap, all the vanity, all the, all the vanity and has just allowed you to just be who you are and just give of yourself to our Lord. And, um, thank you so much for mentioning the adoration chapel. There've been, a handful of times where I have just said, even even being married, like Elizabeth, I have to go to, I have to go to the Adoration Chapel, 
Um, and I wish, you know, if we had more volunteers, you know, cause this could be a 24 seven chapel. To, I remember when it was, 12, yeah, um, now it's Monday mornings to Thursday at midnight, which goes into Friday. Um, it's a spicy take, but you can always get the code if you need the code, if you need to go get Jesus. I don't think anybody should be barred from going to right. Jesus. No. Um, he might not be exposed. He might still be in the tabernacle. No, he's, in, he's in the tabernacle. The week. Yeah, yeah, but he's in the tabernacle. Yeah, yep. um, you know, you can't take him out unless, you know, you have yeah. the authority for that. But yeah. um, just being able, because like you said, Roger, we can't just go into the churches anymore because it is a security issue. Um, but yeah. you're right. I, I, I think I did, no one should I took be, my son in there one night when there was a delay. I don't know. I was supposed to drop him off. His mom had a work late or something. You know, or something happened, and there was some problem. And I'm like, well, I normally go to the Adoration Chapel, so guess what, buddy? You're coming with me. <laughs> and he's like, well, what do I do in there? Just sit. Yeah. Sit, and if you want to pray, pray. If you want to talk to him, talk to him. He's there for us. He'll listen to us. He wants our attention. And I again, it, it was closed. It must have been on a Friday, because there was nobody in there. He's like, "Can we be in there?" I'm like, "Well, they gave me the code, so I'm guessing it's all right." And he's in the tabernacle, so it's no different than if we were sitting in church with him in the tabernacle, mm-hmm. right? You know, and he's still here. And my son sat in there. We we were maybe in there half an hour, <laughs> and my son was just like. This is so peaceful. <laughs> it is. It is, it is one of the greatest yeah, rooms think, in Manitowoc for sure. Yeah, I think you know I've had so many moments of you know, in, in adoration, you know, you you want to uh, uh, be reverent, you want to be praying, but sometimes it's just best to sit and just like be in that peace. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's the most. Sometimes that's the best thing that that's where I've gotten most clarity and most answers is when I'm just sitting there, not necessarily looking for an answers, but just something that pops into my mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, you just let God look at you. I just let yeah, I just let God speak to me. Like, cause sometimes I think we do a lot of talking, but not a lot of listening. And sometimes it's best just to sit in adoration and and just listen. I think it's you know, I think it's interesting, Roger. Um, before you mentioned like you've always got to have noise going because you get in these thought trains that you can't <sighs> stop. And yeah. Hey man, I've been there. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but sure. you still find peace in the adoration chapel where it is silent. Right. Yeah. That, that the, the, I think there's, I think there's somebody who said, I love silence. Um, I love, we every Sunday or every fourth Sunday, um, we have come in a door, which is right after the six thirty mass, four thirty. Or sorry, the yeah, fourth Sunday after the six thirty mass. Um, typically, Michelle Bishop, who we've had on the podcast, um, Julia Platter, who will I hope one day have a on the podcast. She's awesome. Um, they'll play music. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll have music and they'll just expose Jesus uh, in the monstrance, and then there'll be confession. It's it's a great time, uh, Michelle. And Brandon and Julia and Laura, who's also up there sometimes. Yep, yeah. Amazing job. 
there needs to be more science. <laughs> and and I and I and I love and I think they do a great job too. You just let yourself listen to the music and just look at Jesus and it's just such a powerful experience. But the the silence that is in front of the blessed sacrament is uncomparable with any other silence. I'm kind of like you. I, if if I'm at home alone, like I I I feel like I need to have something going on. Right. But then like my prayer style is absolute silence. Mm-hmm. So in the mornings I don't play anything. There's nothing there's no noise in my house in the morning when I get up and I pray morning prayer and I yeah. sit with the cat in the den and you know I just pray and it's that's that's why we need that silent time to let God speak to us or just let God look at us. And I think that that's the gorgeous part of our of our adoration chapel, and mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you've been able to have that experience, and especially with your son. I think that's a I think that's awesome. Well, that, that was yeah, like, that's that just I. He's afraid to go. He's afraid to go to church because, well, because everybody was afraid they were going to die. Oh, it, it affected yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah, it affected kids. Oh, don't even. I mean, don't even get me started, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. I am so, on that so, train. So, so I'm the only person my son, you know, I'm the only person my son is in contact with who isn't afraid of dying. Right? Mm-hmm. And, Dad, how, how can you not be afraid of this? I said, what good is it going to do for me to worry about dying? Yeah. If I didn't worry about it before. There's a lot of stuff that should have, I should have been dead several times, <laughs> which I could get into another story. <laughs> no, I could. I, I've, I've, I've seen things. I've been blessed and seen things that angels exist. I know it. I've seen them. If we want to approach that another day, I would love to do that. <laughs> we could do that another day for sure. Yeah. That would be, uh, that was a, again, Boy, you think you should be dead, man. Mm-hmm. And something happens, and you realize, wow. And then when you tell people, everybody looks at you like you're nuts. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's okay, because you pretty much thought I was nuts before. So, <laughs> so it's, really, it's really okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, if I, I found Adoration Chapel, it's just, it's been a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. That's... Where do I go? You know, I've gone around my house and I've splashed holy water all over the place. <laughs> Have you had your house blessed? Not yet. Exercised and blessed? Not not exercised. I've gone around and blessed it. Sure. Because I know that I know that. Well, I did. I needed to. There was one room I would go in and it was just it was never good. I needed to bless it. So I just went in. Pray pray for God to bless the, the room. I think uh, definitely get a priest out there, man. Yeah. Bless it, exercise it. That's what we did with our new house. Father Ben, when he was still here, when he was still here Father George was with him. They went through, exercise, bless the, or he went through, exercise, bless the house. It's a really, really cool rite. Um, I definitely, definitely, any, anybody who's listening to the podcast, have your house blessed by a priest. Yeah, we plan on it. It's super great. Yeah. It's it's a really cool experience. Yeah. It's a really powerful experience to know that you're like, I never have to worry about any crap in here. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, it, it gives you a feeling of, it definitely gives you a sense of, I can beat this. Because, mm-hmm. you know, 
one, I remember talking to Father Doug, and I remember telling Father Doug, so when I was 19 years old, I went on a tech weekend. It was right before I quit going to church, actually, for years. I found God. And he was my friend. Well, I used to talk to him like he sat in my car and rode with me. You know, I'd be having problems. I'd be like, okay, come in here. We need to have a discussion, man. <laughs> I need to talk to you. Sit in the car. You know? Yeah, and so it was God. like, wow. So I was telling that to Father Doug, and Father Doug was like, you need to remember how you did that. You know? <laughs> and and again, so it's like I start thinking, how did I do it? What happened? When did I stop doing it? But it was all me. I, that's when I started realizing it was all me. Mm-hmm. I started reflecting on why why this, why that. I'll get up every day and, you know, every day I redo the readings in the morning. We'll go to church every day. I don't get to church every day, but I do the readings every day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Again, it just gets my brain going in a cycle, you know. Now I try, I try to do a rosary every day. I've been pretty good. Can't say I've been perfect, but, but you're but, you're trying. I'm, I'm trying. One, and one rosary is better than zero. Yeah, I mean, you, know, I, you don't have to be perfect at it. You know, if it, if the intention and if you're saying the words and you know. Uh, Online apps really yeah. help for doing the rosary. No, yeah. that's the only reason I know how to do the rosaries yeah. is because I found the online app. But that's good, though. I mean, it's good that you're taking initiative and, and mm-hmm. looking up how to do it and being like, I'm going to try this. I might suck at it the first few times, but that's okay. I think you know? um, very wise man. God bless Father Mike Schmitz. Uh, <laughs> again, <laughs> he, Mike again, Schmitz. again, Father Mike Schmitz. God Fantastic. bless the guy. Just what an amazing, what an amazing human that God is working through. Um, he he said that I think it's like during one of his Lent videos that right. you can that that like with doing praying with like fervor and like energy and doing all this stuff will not make you holy. Consistency makes you holy. Right. You think about all the stories of the, of of the saints and they're all great. Um, Mother Teresa comes to mind. Um, she spent an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Right. St. Francis of Assisi spent, spent time in front of the Blessed Sacrament every single day. Yep. I would argue most saints either spent time in front of the Blessed Sacrament every day or prayed every day. Or they were, they were consistent or went to Mass every day. Right. The, yes. It's the consistency that makes you holy yep. because you have to constantly allow... God to work in you and change you every single day because when you go to I just think about it you go to confession mm-hmm. the your sins are forgiven we're human we're gonna sin again mm-hmm. so we also we always need to be renewed right. in grace we always need to tap back into the the infinite to reset our souls to reset our, our minds and reset our hearts and redirect ourselves towards God because we're always going to turn away right. because that's that's human nature. And the more often that we turn to God, the more that becomes muscle memory and the less of a turn that is. There's always a turn. Mm-hmm. But the consistency makes you holy, I think, um, 
you you have such a great witness of this. Maybe not the consistency in that you're doing the same thing all the time, but what I'm gathering, what I've gathered from our talk today is that you are consistently trying. And driving for something more. You know, like I've I I haven't done uh, a bravery. I'm gonna do it. A bravery. Uh, you know, I haven't done adoration, so Where's I'm just it? gonna go. Yeah. You know, what did I say? You brevery, yeah, liturgy, oh, okay. the hours, right, brevery, yeah. whatever. I probably pronounced that wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, it's a. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to me. Uh, right. So consistently looking at ways on on how to build that relationship with Christ. Um, and that's what he asked from us. You know, like you said before, he didn't ask much. He asked just for us. Doesn't need. Just he wants. doesn't need. Wants with he just a. Wants. With a big W. With a uh, reckless abandon. Right. It's, it's, somebody has always told me, uh, I forget who it is, but um, somebody once told me it's like that person that's always chasing after you. You know, like you can turn your back, but he's always going to be there. Um, it's just <laughs> our, it's just our job that we turn around and, I, and allow him to walk with us. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought we were, <laughs> I thought you were going to start telling me about some weird ex-girlfriend that was always oh, no. after you. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying that like he's, he's always chasing after you. Um, he's always there. It's our job. I don't know. Job. It's our we should, I guess, um, want to walk, walk alongside with him rather than him chasing us, you know? Yeah. So I'm, so right now I'm reading Consoling the Heart of Jesus. And I just got done with, it, it, it's a retreat, but it can be a self-guided retreat. So mm-hmm. I'm doing the self-guided one because, because I am. And it's said in there, they do a lot of quotes from St. Faustina. Yeah. And uh, she would always, she would, I want to suffer for you. I want my suffering to be, you know, I, I don't want you to, I don't want you to have to suffer for me, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want to take my own suffering. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, yeah, but I took that. I mean, you know, it's like, right. I just, I, I want, I want, I want your friendship. Talk to me. Tell me your problems. Please. In fact, big for me to listen to your problems. <laughs> you know, give me all right. your problems because right. I can fix them. And it's like, that's a different mindset. Right. And it takes a long time. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think when I used to ride in my car and I was having problems, I talked to him. Just like he was sitting there next to me. That's what he wants. that helps him he can tell we care (laughs) when he can tell we care then you ask his mom for guidance Mary and you ask his spiritual dad the Holy Spirit and St. Joseph and it's like and they're all like yeah yeah we're all in on this we're all in on it with you in fact in fact we're going to help you out too yeah and now you got this whole family of people fighting for you. Oh man, the saints there and the angels are awesome, man. Well, they are. <laughs> it's so true, though. Yeah. You know, it's so great, it's uh, man. I 
I think we we have this we have these couple sentences back and forth like uh, every week. Uh, we're already at an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are going long. I've uh, I've always like I've, I'm not a huge fan of Joe Rogan, but like his podcast will be like three hours long. I'm like, how the heck do you do that for three hours? I'm like, <laughs> how the heck do we just get to ninety minutes? Um, so, Roger, thank you. Thank you so. I'm sorry we have to cut the show. No, no, but, no, no. That's uh, that, that's fine. We we I thank you it. so much for for coming on. Um, like John, and I said, I I I haven't met you before, so I had no idea what this was going to be like. Um, I had no idea what this conversation would be like. So so blessed that you have put yourself out there and 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 um, just come forth, not really knowing what maybe what you. I had an idea of what you want to talk about, but didn't know what this experience would be like. So thank you so much again for, for coming by, um, and, and speaking with us about your, your, your journey. I'm glad I could. I hope that, I hope that it helps somebody. Yeah. And, and I, I really, do. I really hope, I pray that it does too. Absolutely. Um, a couple of things before we, before we get out of here, um, there was a Hamilton reference somewhere in the, Somewhere in the podcast, so Jacqueline, you can listen for it. Uh, <laughs> um, Parish picnic too. is this weekend. Uh, definitely, definitely go. It's going to be a great time. Uh, I will be there, serving drinks from the Knights of Columbus table. There you go. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Um, if you would like to be like Roger, um, and I think we, I think we'd all like to be a little bit more like Roger today. Yeah, with definitely. that consistency. Uh, but you want to be like Roger and uh, and join us on the podcast and tell your story or just come here to to yell at us for an hour and a half. I mean, it's really up to you. Um, you can email us at humblyspeakingpod at gmail.com. Uh, next couple of interviews we've got straight fire, John. Straight, straight fire. They're going to yeah. be great. So excited. Uh, I don't even want to spoil anything. We won't. Uh, but it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be, be great. So um, please, please. Uh, I'm going to do my a la Father Mike Schmitz. Um, before I do, um, stall me, Panic at the Disco. That was my, uh, that was my alarm. I love oh, that song, but go. yeah, it's just the beginning of that song just it, it triggers me. Mm-hmm. Um, so please uh, pray for us. We are playing, praying for every single one of you. Uh, praise be Jesus Christ. Amen.